Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Heroes of the Horn is brought to you by Aaron Sedai. The pattern is what is. The wheel of time weaves all lives into the pattern, all actions. A pattern that is all one color is no pattern. Welcome to Heroes of the Horn, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am Sir Matt. And I am Sir Ezra. Welcome to our Wheel of Time book club. The horn has sounded and we have answered the call. Today we are covering The Dragon Reborn, chapters 28 through 34. Yeah, as back at it, you know, it feels good. Kind of a quick turnaround just because of our uh, vacation schedules. Um, so we ended up posting our whatever episode i think on like the 17th or something mm-hmm. but now we can yeah. now we come up, up on the first and sometimes just the way the months line up you know sometimes you have 30 days sometimes you have 31 and so it's kind of just ends up getting some more time and then sometimes we record on like the 12th for the 15th episode so then it's like we don't record this yeah. for you know so it's just weird how it how it goes so sometimes it feels like we're recording a lot sometimes not as much but right. feels good to be back um i think the show is back to filming finishing yep. up those last last little little bit um we saw some stuff on twitter um people saying hey we're going back to back to film we've had news men is cast um who knows i mean this episode if it's coming out on the first is going to come out on a tuesday so tomorrow by listening time going to be Wednesday and they're going to announce new people and I predicted it and I'm calling it and I'm saying it again get ready we're going to get Elaine's going to be cast soon so Dude, I'm down for that I, I I really hope so that would be that that would be awesome um did you see let me see if I can find it real quick was it on Twitter oh my gosh I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to find this real quick but there was a so Roseman Pike who plays Moraine just right. tweeted out an image of I mean it kind of says like this is what a weave could look like and it yeah. was some NASA thing and it was like it was like sort of the they're looking at I don't know what type of weave it was it was it was almost um, I'll see if I can find it maybe put a picture up or something but it was it was pretty cool and I, I was thinking like wait ha- has she seen some of it like are they are they sh- were they showing her this for inspiration 
You know what I mean? Does that help, I guess, in the acting? Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. So if you get a chance to go look at that, Rosamund Pike was sharing that, and some of the cast members are back um, tweeting, posting on Instagram, some funny stuff, real subtle mentions that they're back together uh, and, and getting into some shenanigans, which I thought was pretty cool. It was great. Yeah. It is great, yeah. So other than that, there hasn't really been a lot of new. I mean, we've had news, but now it's like, okay, now we're in a little lull until the yeah. – until until the next wave of news. So, uh, other than that, is how have you been, man? How's school starting back up? You're yeah, you're you're going back in. I mean, how how's how's all that? <laughs> I mean, the, the wheel weaves as the wheel wheels, right? I mean, I am just in there. Um, the pattern is what is. I'm I'm just in there, uh, gonna figure it out. Honestly, it is. I feel it's just so weird, and I I I just don't feel like I'm not ready. Uh, it's the first time I've ever felt like truly I wasn't like ready to start a school year. I'm just trying to figure out like it's just so different, and I don't think and I don't think anybody is, and that's okay. Um, we're gonna do the best we can and and try to figure out uh, how to how to make it work. It's just different scheduling. We're doing kind of like a hybrid schedule, a um, lot of online stuff, and it's just a mixture. It's it's a mixture. It's not all or nothing. So not and it's gonna be changing each month. It's gonna be changing. We're gonna look at things differently and see where we're at with. Um, you know the state of the world and kind of go from there man so i mean i you know in a weird way i'm i'm like i'm like excited i've got um i do want to see uh students and colleagues and and get back after it and that's i've been for two weeks been trying to kind of do all these trainings get get prepped and stuff um so so there's that but it's just uh it's just weird man i we all want to be back to normal we all want that to happen and be close to that but uh it's just we need everybody to do their part and, and and to help us get there you know so Absolutely. that's where i'm at ab, that's where i'm at ab, ab, absolutely so all yeah. right as well um we're gonna be changing things up here a little bit on the uh on the show we're we're gonna kind of uh i guess expand our kind of village council okay yeah. uh and we're gonna be kind of uh, taking we do this on our game of thrones podcast where we kind of actually just pick we're gonna pick start picking a subject or a person, place, or thing, and then kind of just giving you a little more of like this explained, right? And so it's going to be just a, a little bit more in depth. Here's who these people are. Here's who this group is. Something because especially the way we're going about this, we, you know, we we we're covering multiple blocks of chapters, and so sometimes you may see something or someone, and you're like, who was that guy? You know, like last time. Yeah. Uh, we did one where they talked about, oh, you know, the greatest blade master ever, Jerem, <laughs> yeah. I think is or is is his name. Uh, you know, once lost to a farmer. It's like, oh, yeah. whoa, okay, you know, like <laughs> yeah, with, right. with the staff. Okay, hold who's on. that there's, guy? There's some, yeah, there's something there, and then you know that way, as can can look at this to see if it, is it going to be spoilers or is it just something I can kind of talk to you guys about, like who we what have we seen up to this far? Who is this order? Um, and and kind of go from there. Yeah, so it's actually pretty neat. I mean, now that we're into the Dragon Reborn, uh, so we're we're in book three and we're well into it, there is a lot of stuff that we can go back and kind of look at, talk about um, factions, societies, uh, cities, people, cultures, and stuff like that, and not worry too much about it being, you've been exposed to that, right? You know, uh, Sir Matt has, and, and our listeners who are kind of in this for the first time, uh, trying to experience it, read along, listen to Sir Matt's thoughts, and then also you do want some stuff explained. I mean, Matt can't help but sometimes to ask, like, hey, Ez, what's what's up with that, um, with, with this group here? What's going on? And, and really, 
I, like we're not doing, you know, your typical, like the first time I read this, I mean, no, one, I wasn't looking at, but that's the other thing too. Like back in the day, I did not used to have all these different internet re- resources. You just read it and you experienced it and you're like, whoa, you're a little overwhelmed. It's, it's, it's so many books. Uh, and then you go back through for the reread and so on. So we're kind of taking a slower, more methodical approach at uh, looking at this. And, and yeah, sometimes questions come up about different regions and stuff. And so as long as it's not spoiler, uh, we, we can talk about it. Because so many times when we were looking at the White Cloaks, I was holding back actually a few episodes uh, you know, ago, but the White Cloaks had been mentioned way more often than I had thought. And little nods towards where they, uh, where, where their ruling body was at that I was like, oh, I, I, you actually, you know, that was there. It was just so minute and, and such a little tiny reference that you, you'd miss it if we didn't, you know, slow down and look at it. And we're not going chapter by chapter, so in these big chunks, sometimes those things get overlooked just a little bit. But yeah, so uh, into the village council. Um, here we go. So this has been pretty neat. This has been over on uh, at Watt on Prime on Twitter. They've been asking questions. They've been running this book club, and I'm thankful for that. I, lo- I like doing that every uh, Wednesday, going in there, watching some of the responses, seeing what's up, what's happening. And they were in chapter 46, and they were talking about uh, the dark friend Padon Fane. You know, one of our favorite folk uh, to talk about. He is something else. And he's captured, right? So he's captured. He's brought before Lord Agomar. Um, and Moraine is eager to question him, right? So, so she wants to kind of figure out what's happening. Who is he? There's something to him that, that is off-putting. And the Wheel of Time on Prime asked this bonus question. They said, Pot on Fane cries and says, referring to the Dark One, I hate him. I want to be free of him. And they asked the question, do you think Moraine is powerful enough to, quote, cure a dark friend to actually cure a dark friend and i was like now hold on i mean i think it's a trick question it's not really a trick question but i think there's uh i'll pull up some of the comments here because people were thinking sort of the same thing uh that i was thinking so this is um another turning of steve this is uh this is at pod another who said um i think that it has to come from the dark friend and it has to come from true remorse not just fear and regret. I thought that was the best comment, the best response to that. Because, Sir Matt, if you think back to our good friend Inktar, <laughs> just I was about to say, we I think we've already we've already seen a scenario where this has taken place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so you got to remember too that you know Wad on Prime is setting this up for people who haven't really been into it. They're doing a reread. Some some people are are, are um, veteran. Uh, readers of the series and some are not so they are kind of just posing these questions getting us to think about like you know Moraine's powers her capability <laughs> what can she do what can't she do and uh yeah, well yeah, a lot of the comments from people in that thread were saying things like well look she she couldn't actually separate Matt from the dagger as much like is her power limited and so what was interesting is you had people kind of talking about like Moraine's actual power and the reason I said it's a trick question is because to be cured or healed from being a dark friend comes from within. You have the power to do that, right? And that is something that's revealed in in, the, uh, in a later book. And now Sir Matt and I can talk about that more, which is we see Inktar. We, we hear what the Lord Dragon, right, Randall Thor, says to him. And he, and he tells him that, you know, Inktar, I think it's you have to want to. You have to want it. You have to want to step away from that darkness, you're right, and turn to the light. And he does. And he fights one last fight for the light. And it's awesome. And it's awesome. And people are probably, they're going to be like, 
I'm sick and tired of Sir Ezra talking about Inktar. Ezra talking but, about Inktar, but you know what? He's great. It is. So we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna keep talking about him. Yeah. So um, that's where I'm at with uh, with you on that. Is you know we do we do see Inktar do it, but to be fair, he is with Rand. So who knows? Is it because he's with Rand, or is it just because he he decides on his own mm-hmm. um, um, to do so? But from what we've seen from the dagger, I mean, the dagger seems to be different because it seems to have some sort of magical properties. Um, so I think it is different than, as you're saying, right, that um, uh, being a dark friend, like you mm-hmm. make that decision as opposed to something that actual ha- actually has some sort of magical right. properties ar- around or bound to it. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. So that's uh, and again. What, what you're going to get into, and this is why I, I, I love this fandom. I truly love this fandom because there are people who are so, it's just, uh, they know that there are so many new listeners or new readers who are going to be coming into the series and you have people, that's where they're at. They're in the eye of the world and they're thinking about the dagger and they're wondering if that is causing Matt to turn to a dark friend. You know, I remember when I first read it thinking like, oh shoot, one of their best friends is going to be turned to the shadow. Holy cow. And that's not necessarily what it is. And then you learn more about the dynamics behind becoming a dark friend, uh, what those dark objects are doing, and, and, and sort of the bond that that was creating with Matt and what it was causing him to do, which was, which was to be paranoid, uh, to see evil uh, everywhere, and it was, it was trying to, to consume him. So, yeah, those are different things. And uh, I, think that's, I think that's pretty neat. You know, does Moraine also have... It's, it's interesting, right, that, like, I think she does. I think if she were talking to Inktar, I think would she would she also be able to tell Inktar the same thing that Rand tells him? I don't know because you know Rand's relationship with Inktar they, they were close, they were tight, they had they had grown to respect uh, one another and have become friends along this along this journey. And Inktar, you know, sees Rand um, grow into these posi- this position of, of leadership. He's second in command essentially, and it's like. So that meant a lot when Rand told him that you just have to want to Inktar. You have to turn back. You have to turn away from the shadow. But like Moraine and some of these other people, they might not do that. They might see you as a dark friend and they might just, not that they, that they I said I would strike right. you down. But I mean, that's not a, a typical thing to say to somebody, hey, you can still come back. It's like, no, you're a dark friend and you're a dark friend forever. You've already made the pledge. You know, that's kind of how the White Cloaks deal with right. it, right? They're kind of like, no, nah, it's once you've said it, you're done. You're labeled a dark friend. There's no changing. Although... I got to I got to admit the white cloaks there is that whole sort of questioning process and at the end before they kill you maybe you could come back to the light um by by answering their questions and by serving them in some way but um does she have the power I think she does I think she knows to you know if if someone close to Moraine were revealed to be a dark friend and she cared about that person I think you think yeah you would she she would do the same thing that Rand did and talk to them and try to bring them back to the light. I think that but then I think she knows that it is something within. Is Rand right. the only one that knows that probably not. Is it or is it just sort of like that's that's something that's so simple it's so obvious it should be you know we 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 don't need to be some Aes Sedai well-studied master of the pattern to know this stuff. That comes from within. And I think it's kind of cool that they that he uses Rand to to show us that and and to do that. So yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm with, I'm with you. I think ultimately, you know, you make the choice to go with the light or go with the dark. Yeah. And it, and it's, it's a, it's a personal, it's a personal thing. Yeah. Yep. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. 
Ah, okay. Um, so we got one more thing here in our uh, village council. One thing we want to discuss. So kind of a wheel of time explained. Sort of the the question here is, what is a gray man? Uh, how do you become a gray man? And why are they so difficult to spot? And I thought we'd talk about this because where we are currently in the reread, we've experienced a gray man. And now we've even experienced a, you know, a, a gray woman, right? I mean, someone who has shown up in, in Shiriam's bed. These are interesting kind of assassins. And it's it's just really, they show up and you're like, wait a second. I mean, when we were talking with... Um, Nicole Sedai recently we kept talking about Robert Jordan and his writing style and how he just keeps forcing something on you and he just kind of says no here's a new thing take this new thing there are these things called gray men they're assassins um, they're soulless and they're really hard to detect uh, I think one of the quotes about them is that they they haven't entered the white tower since the Trolloc Wars so Let's go over what these guys are. So the, so the gray men, they're also known as soulless, and they're creatures of the shadow. It's believed, Sir Matt, that they, they don't actually go into, in the series, um, their creation, but it's believed that it has to be some ceremony at Sheogul. So actually, like, you know, where at the, at the spot, you're right, right at Sheogul, which we've heard about. It's this place that's just, it's dark. It's where dark is emanating from, and... Um, you know, possibly like air quote, the lair of the dark one. Uh, but the soulless, they, they've not only just pledged themselves to be dark friends, but they've actually given up their soul. And so the reason I thought that, that the, the Wad on prime conversation about being a dark friend and could you be cured from that fit in to this conversation with the gray man is if you are a gray man and you've given up your soul, it's almost like you have gone to another level where can you come back from that? I don't. I don't think you can. I, I think it's. I think it's. I think you're. You're. You're beyond that. I, I don't really. I mean, I'd be interested to see what people think. But like, could, could a gray man all of a sudden, you know, come back to the light? No. I mean, you've you've not only pledged yourself as a dark friend, but you've also given up your soul in some way, and that is really what gives you those extra abilities. Right. So, and 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 this is again coming from the Watt fandom uh, wiki. They say that unlike a shadow spawn or like a trollic or or uh, a merdral. Those were, were constructs, things that they used the power to create and manipulate the, and, and make dark creatures. But a gray man is not that, right? It's an ordinary man or woman um, who has pledged their soul as a dark friend, but then given their soul, I'm sorry, pledged, yeah, pledged their soul as a dark friend, but then also given their souls to the dark one. And it's that process that makes them almost invisible or om almost unnoticeable, like, and it makes me think of, of light. Like if we have a soul, there is some sort of like energy or there is some sort of like light that we're animated in this world. And you can see us and we're, we're souls walking around and interact. When you don't have a soul, you're pretty, you're pretty darn hard to see. And, and they, these people walk right past um, guardsmen. They walk through the White Tower. No one's seeing them. I think it was like last episode, we were, you, know, you kept saying, what's going on at the White Tower? You know, where's the security? Seriously, like, these are I mean, the most people powerful. Are just, like, people what? are just walking, walking around like nobody's business. <laughs> and and so then you find out like, okay, that's not normal. We haven't had a gray man in the White Tower that he I mean walks through pa like past the warders, past full eyes to die. No one sees this person. But what is odd 
and and we'll we'll talk about this later. This is a little this is not spoiler, but this is something that is just an oddity that's going on at the White Tower is that someone is killing these great these these gray men, right? Someone is. So someone is seeing them and killing them, which which is interesting. Um because otherwise if they weren't, that's what they're seeing is the leftover like the the they're seeing the body. They're seeing the dagger in the chest, you know, a gray man laying there and you can kind of tell um that it's an assassin and there's like who who did see this person right and if, if someone hadn't would that person not have walked in and possibly been right on top of you know Egwene or Nynaeve or Elaine and killed them yeah quite quite possibly yeah that's that is they are literally the dark ones like assassins so pretty pretty interesting little group um and as I said, not much is known about the actual process. Like, what, is, what does it take to go through that? Is it another pledge? Is it, you know, um, is there a whole sort of, like, do you need some special powers uh, to, to capture the soul to take it? But, yeah, they've, they've gone the extra, gone into some extra effort there and, and really given up their whole soul. Like, no way. Yeah, because we see back. with... We see, we see when Bowsman is talking to Rand, right? You know, he's like, follow me, you know, like, give yourself give yourself to me. Because it seems th- there's definitely a difference between just following him and, like, giving yourself over, mm-hmm. you know, over, over to him. Yeah, exactly. I, he often talks. I mean, just, I mean, just yeah. you just look at Inktar, right? I mean, Inktar does not have – he can't use the power, right? As, yeah. you know, and and he's, he, he's not doing anything magical, but he is a follower. That's right. He's not given any special extra abilities or, or, or anything like that. Um, he's just pledged that he's going to follow the Dark One. He's going to do this thing. Um, and the reason he does, right, you know, like we, we talked about that, which is, it was logic. I mean, just logically, he couldn't see, he could not see another way until the Dragon Reborn yeah. walked into his life. <laughs> and then he said, ah, now I see the way, right? Um so so anyways yeah i think you're you're right it's it's there's 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 the distinction um when these individuals get extra powers and they 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 level up which is which is interesting uh in, in regards to the conversation with pot on fane because he does have extra powers there is something else going on there and that that actually goes into um oh man shadow logoth uh the dagger the whole thing what's going on there with mordith uh that's 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 a whole that another side conversation and there's still mystery surrounding that but but yeah when you talk about just the, just these um gray men and you talk about dark friends there's there's the extra level of i'm going to be an assassin for the dark one and they are pretty so we got to keep an eye on them because they've showed up numerous times now in the dragon reborn and moving forward you can start to kind of see that uh that they're a big deal and they're this big weapon that um can be used against Aes Sedai because you always think about like when we talk about in in Star Wars like what could counter the force what could counter um Jedi you know is it just the Sith or is there something else is there something that the Mandalorians or other groups of of people can do to kind of counter that great power because you're like the Aes Sedai are so powerful I just don't get what it is that that could work against them but then you find out that they're limited by these oaths that they take right and you're like okay so they are limiting themselves a little bit but then also the dark one has his own devices to counter some of what um the power that we see in in them so right and and people don't really trust them right there's a lot of people that do not that do not trust the Aes Sedai so you have that going against them as well I mean yeah you so they're 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 certainly as things yeah yeah exactly And and one more thing before we move into kind of our our reread today um this is 
so this comes up again later on in an indirect way. I love when you can find little nuggets like this. Um, Robert Jordan is, is using Moraine to talk to Perrin about individuals that are too far gone, right? They, they saw, he saw an individual who was, who had given over to um, his like wolf spirit, uh, for example. And this is, so after that, they're then moving into this group of people who are throwing stones at an Aielman. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. But, uh, and they're deciding wh where, where to go. Do we go to Ilion? Do we go to Tyr? And at one point, Perrin asks, he wants to know if Moraine or Land can sense a dark friend. Can you sense one? And she replied that very few humans are so far gone. And so I thought, I, when I found it, I was like, holy cow, that is a little tiny, like very few humans are so far gone that they would have sort of that dark one's presence or essence that would be emanating off of them that Moraine and Land could sense it. So dark friends are, are these, you know, they've just decided, they've made a pledge, yes, we're going to follow and serve. But they're, they're undetected, they're, they're, it is very difficult to detect them, if that makes sense, right? Now the soulless are, are even more unique in, in that like they are so far gone, but they're so far gone that they've given up their soul. So there's almost like this, there's this in-between. So like the further you go, the, the further you go away from the light, the easier it is for Moraine or for land to maybe sense you, but they've gone to the extreme where it's like, no, 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 now my soul is removed and I can slip right past your, your, your warder. But there are signs and there are things that we're going to find out later uh, about the gray man that will give us some indication as to how we counter them, how we fight them. So, okay. All right. As with that, let's move on over to our, you know, chapter uh, discussions. So, uh, today we're reading from our th this this block of chapters is going to be chapter twenty eight through thirty four. So chapter twenty eight, a way out. The girls give Matt a note from the Amerlin, allowing him off the island of Tarvalin. Twenty nine, uh, trapped to spring. Uh, Suan tells Nynaeve that other uh, another gray man has been found um, in Shiriam's bed. Whew. Yeah, uh, Nynaeve tells her they are going to tear even though they expect a trap. Chapter 30, the first toss. Matt spends the night in Tarvalin gambling and winning almost constantly. Uh, 31, um, the woman of Tanchiko. Uh, uh, Matt encounters Tom and persuades him to go to Camelin with him. 32, the first ship. Matt and Tom board a ship, the Grey Gull heading south 33 within the weave Perrin encounters an uh, Aielman in a cage and a young woman who finds him interesting 34 a different dance Perrin frees the Aielman and the, um, and the two fight white cloaks they are forced to flee Remen yep yep so yeah this is this is interesting right. so we're, we're back focused on 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 Matt uh, and and the girls uh, at the White Tower and and their whole mission right. to hunt down the Black Aja. Okay, so yeah, because yeah, wh where we left where we left last time was they said, hey, we need we got you know we need to we've got not, we've got a plan. We know just who to give uh, to get to go kind of do some 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 work for us. Uh, and so that's going to be Matt, who the last time we saw him was laying the smack down on, you know, Gawain and, and Galad, which was great. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so, so here we go. So the, this um, 28 starts, 
uh, you know, Matt's in his room. They kind of burst in, right? Um, well, I think they knock actually, but they they end up coming. They end, they end up coming in the room, right? And they and they tell him, hey, you know, hey, we 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 kind of want you to go to go do this for us, right? You don't really want to be cooped up here anyway, you know. I mean, they all. I mean, they totally get him to go. I mean, he he he's down anyway, right? To to you know to do this, and so um he's basically basically he's like okay that's kind of the, the chapters that's pretty much just the way the, the chapter goes it's kind of like hey we want you to go and he's like okay no, I'm, I'm fine with that yeah exactly so so this is and here's a funny quote just to kind of like uh, from that chapter about matt talking about these these girls coming in i love i mean that is a, such he's such a rascal um but he's talking to them about you know as they enter the room he says one pretty woman means fun at the dance two pretty women means trouble in the house Three pretty woman means run for the hills. <laughs> yeah. So he's just like, it's like, okay. I mean, it, it's funny too. Cause like throughout, like all of a sudden you'll have this inner thought where he's like, you know, Nynaeve's she's actually, I mean, for a wisdom, right? She's right. Know, I dance with her. Right. And I was just right. like, Matt, what the, I'm thinking Robert Jordan, you rascal. This is you're something. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's, he knows he's in the white tower. Um, Gosh, he has uh, he has so many different like his his memories are there's gaps right which are being filled in. Um, Lady Heather made a good point in our on our, our Patreon thread, and I think sent me a message too, just talking about that almost that the pattern needed to make room that that they're that they're that they're kind of prepping uh, Matt for something, and that's that's all we'll, we'll say there. Uh, and by the way, great job and like on our Patreon thing uh, labeling you know. She she did like repeat like fifteen to twenty spoilers, uh, so then that's people the way, that's, that's, people get jumped down there and the see what she was it. talking about. I was like, ah, right, there we go. Um, so that that was that was pretty neat. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's he's troubled. Um, he's just went through a crazy ordeal. He's been brought back from the brink of death, and he's had this awesome fight. He's doing his thing. He's restless. He wants to get out of here. And now they've come. They have, a, they, have, they have a quest. They have a mission. They have something for him. They need him to take this letter mm-hmm. to Camelin, uh, which will keep kind of Morgay's um, tempered a little bit, and then they can go on their secret mission to hunt down the Black Aja. Right. And Matt also... Everyone kind of wins in, in this situation, uh, yeah. which, which, which is Yeah, good. Matt... This this block of chapters is, is kind of Matt-happy, for the fir- certainly the, the first four. Um, and... Uh, Matt is starting to, as as we've seen here, and we saw at the last chapters. Um, now that he's over, kind of the spell of the dagger, right? Because you know it's like Rand and Perrin so far, and Egwene and everybody. They've been kind of growing on their own, and you know, okay, starting to understand, you know, where it is that they are in kind of their coming to terms with being Taviran, or or you're now you're an Aes Sedai, and you have you can tap into the power or whatever. Yeah. Um, Matt uh, has kind of been, in a way, it's almost like he's held back, right? Like it's from school, right? You know, people are progressing and he was kind of held back because we've seen stuff with him where he's doing this like weird ancient speak and, you know, yeah. he's he's saying these things. But then he was so kind of tainted by the dagger that he was really sick for a while. And, you know, was he really mad? And then, you know, we kind of get some at the end of the great hunt where he blows the horn and okay. Mm-hmm. And so, but now it's like, okay, now we're going to see Matt kind of doing his thing and starting to develop as his own character. Um, and not to skip too far ahead here, but um, because really like the next, the next, the next chapter until he meets Tom, right. Uh, you know, the next chapter is just him kind of 
we uh, we see him kind of leaving and and, and doing yeah. stuff like that um, is when he starts gambling, right? Which is in chapter thirty. I mean, we can kind of go back and forth since we're yeah. talking about a couple different characters here. Um, and he he's gambling and he keeps winning. He just keeps winning. He's like nobody can nobody can do this. Nobody yeah. can. You, there's no way you could ever. Uh, you know, like the probability is insane, right? Like there's no way nobody ever wins this many times in a row. And like, he's around some people and they're starting to kind of starting to get angry. And I'm sure, you know, they're thinking, is this guy cheating? Something's mm -hmm. off here. Um, and then somebody says, uh, I, I, forget, I don't, I don't have the guy's name. I don't have the guy's name in front of me and it might not be one, but um, he, uh, you know, so the, one of the guys in the tavern says, you know, something like, oh, you know, only a dark friend would win that much. And Matt freaks out and yeah. like grabs him and is like, don't you ever call me, you know, yes. a dark friend. And the guy's like, hey, it's just a saying, man. You know, but he's right. He's edgy. He's edgy. Yeah. And, and he actually kind of wonders if there's almost like some um, after effect or whatever of having that dagger. And was he close? I mean, was he? And this is where I'm glad we had that talk. I don't think he necessarily was. I think it was just a dark object that was trying to possess him in, in some uh, way, but I mean, yeah, no, he does not want to be anywhere near or associated with a dark friend label. Um, and I, it takes me back to the portal stone when he came out of there and the, and the stuff that he said to Rand, he's like, you know, I would never betray you. I would never, um, turn against you. And you're like, wait a second, what, what did Matt see? You know, that would cause him to say that. So no, that's a good point. His, his luck is in and he is, he's rolling the dice and he just cannot stop, uh, winning. It's, it's, it's radical. Um, I, I want to mention, too, just real quick as we bounce back and forth. So, yeah, uh, they do have this letter. So what gives Matt yeah. the ability yeah, to, to leave and stuff is because he's just like, uh, they've already kind of told me that they're watching the ports. Right. I mean, I, I can't get <laughs> yeah. out, you know. He's like, so unless you've got some special, I mean, Nynaeve does a little demonstration with the power, which is cool. And then he's sort of like, oh, my God, these guys are like, he's like, get me out of here. I mean, it's like these girls with the power. Uh, -uh I'm out. Um, Matt, by the way, I gotta, I gotta mention this cause I know that it's, it's important later. Matt is very much anti the power and channeling. He doesn't like it. He does not like being around it. It reminds me of Tom, which, which we come across, you know, Tom Marilyn and he talks about his, his nephew Owen and, uh, the relationship that he has possibly with the white tower and the red Aja that they may still even remember him and for some of the trouble that he causes mm -hmm. them. But yeah, he doesn't like being around it, you know, at all. So even though those are his friends, and he cares about them. And that, that is what trumps everything. I mean, even though they, they are using the power and they, and they are uh, eye to eye, you kind of see that theme repeated throughout the whole thing is that, well, that's my friend. And that's someone I grew up with and I know them. Even though they've gone down this path and they've, they've chosen this way of life that's different from mine, I still have known, I've grown up with them and I know they're a good person. And that's something to remember in our, in our own day and age, right? As you know, us, us growing up and then as our friends grow up and they go on these different paths and stuff, you're like, that's, that's fine. But you know, we're all just, I mean, we all kind of started at the same place and we grew and we learned right. and stuff. So yeah, it's interesting. Um, but they do give him this letter, right? And it's from Suan and it says, what the bear does is done at my order and by my authority, obey and keep silent at my command. Uh, and it's just, and then she, you know, signs it, Watcher of the Seals, Flame of Tarvalin, the Omerlin Seat. So he has this legit letter uh, that once you show that it's got uh, the Omerlin seal, so it is like official, people know that, they know that this is legit. And when you see that, even if it was a forgery, are you really going to mess around with that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, you know that the Aes Sedai work in secrets and, and stuff, and they... 
there's always something going on and you're just sort of like all right look this is you know the guy showed me a thing i don't i wouldn't mess around with it yeah it's basically his get out of jail free card in a way i mean he yeah be like, hey here you go sorry hey what do you do question it yeah right exactly I, I wouldn't dare no way no no way so yeah so that's sort of what we will get him we'll we'll pick up with him here in a second and and yeah he's kind of um trying to get get out but you know he's talking about like needing money you know um how's right. he, he goes some... he goes to the tavern to to get money he's like well right. i'll just go gamble right I, I mean <laughs> crazy it's crazy and he is a you know amassing a fortune he's got like all sorts of i mean he's just it's insane like how much he's winning as you said uh, so okay, to, we'll leave him there for right now, and then we'll jump back to uh, Nynaeve and um, Elaine and and Egwene, who remember they're being punished for their disobedience, for running away, and all the stuff that happened in the Great Hunt. And Suan has not come to them, and they're kind of mm-hmm. waiting for her to show up and the Amarlin to check in on their progress with this hunt for the Black Aja. And they're in the kitchens, right, and working, scrubbing out some pots and stuff. And Zuan kind of shows up and does this whole thing where she, uh, what, what, what does she do? She like Elaine um, didn't say a, right. didn't say a thing, but she says that she heard her use some bad language or whatever, which is funny right. because Elaine does actually uh, swear yeah. uh, of the three more than any of them, and and so boom, yeah. she's off, you know. And it's yeah, so and she can yeah, talk it, to Nynaeve. It, talk to Nynaeve alone, yeah. It's just kind of like you should have, you know, they just say kind of things like you should have listened, you know, like all you know all this stuff, just stuff that makes it seem like hey, she can. You know, I'm sure it's also weird. Like, I mean, how often does how does the Omelin seat walk into the kitchens? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was a little right. Yeah, there has to be a reason. I, it's almost like she's checking up on their punishments, and that's sort of her right. thing. Is that like I'm going to give them these severe punishments, make sure that it's being followed through on. Yeah, because so like because yeah because the whole de- yeah so the whole deal is because they want they she she needs she needs to speak to them alone, and if she has them, if she keeps having them say come to meet with her privately. Sooner or later, people are going to be like, why does they keep meeting with her privately, right? I mean, they right. need to keep this whole thing under wraps and keep it, you know, incognito, so. Right. So here's something interesting, and this will take us back to la- to, to our last episode. Um, we were talking about that mysterious woman that, that Egwene chased down the hallway, right? And Els Grinwell showing up. So let's see. When she was done, the Armalyn was silent so long that Nynaeve began to think the woman had not heard. She was about to repeat herself a little louder when the Omelin finally spoke. Oh, let me back up just a little bit. She's retelling her what happened. Uh, let's see. She's talking about Shiriam, the gray man. Um, she says, I do not understand why you trust Els Grinwell, uh, but your message was helpful. So she sent that message through. They, they see Els Grinwell show up deliver some message or, or, or something from the Omerlin and kind of like give them some warning. Um, actually the, the, the idea was that there were artifacts down below in the, uh, like lower levels of the library where they go and they find black Aja stuff. And so she says that was helpful, but you find out that the Omerlin says, I sent no message daughter. The things Leandrin and the others left were searched thoroughly and burned after nothing was found. No one uh, no one would use Black Aja leavings. As for Els Grinwell, I remember the girl. She could have learned had she applied herself, but all she wanted was to smile at the men at the warder's practice yard. 
Els Grinwell was put on a trading vessel and sent back to her mother 10 days ago. And so that's kind of wild. They, 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 I mean, just a few days ago. So if, if 10 days ago she was sent away, well, what the heck was she doing just a few days ago in the White Tower talking to the girls and giving this message from the Omerlin? Yeah. Uh, so that wasn't her. And, and uh, Nynaeve actually thinks to herself, so she says, um, light, if Els was sent away, light, anyone I talked to or that anyone could have been Leandrin or any of the others light. Like she is just sort of like, this is nuts. Who were, who were we talking to and how did we get black Aja artifacts and stuff or, or figure out some of, you know, like that's, that's crazy. That is, that is actually crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's. I mean, it's kind of the thing with a lot of our characters right now is they're getting into deeper and deeper and deeper stuff. It seems like every book, you know, it's just gonna get things are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, and you know, earlier we were talking about the Aes Sedai, right, and how like some of the things they face. Well, this is one of the things the Aes Sedai face, and they got a lot of internal like struggle going on, and that there's Black Aja, and you know, they don't even know about it, or they do, and they're lying about it. And that's, you know, that's one of the things there that they have going on as well, right? And now, I mean, it, do you think it's weird that they have essentially novices un- trying to uncover this mystery of Black Aja? Uh, yeah, it is It is pretty crazy. <laughs> I mean, it is literally just a, a, like, a, like a device that Robert Jordan is like, okay, ha, you know, how do I grow these characters quickly uh, and move them through the progression of the White Tower? Think, so, you know, it takes years to become an Aes Sedai, right. but how do I, how do I get them acclimated quickly and and it's you know Suan kind of says I have no choice and that like it is I can't trust anyone but I can trust you guys and it's like wow this Why? is pretty extreme right, logic mean, you know it's like well what she's saying is like I mean those black because they have they right because these are all new people so they have, they haven't even touched you know exactly they've not been influenced they've not been in that sphere and, do you, and Moraine and they has were pro- taken right they were taken right by yeah, the black and Mar- right and Moraine has as you know basically vouched for vouch for them right and she's close with with moraine yeah but right and, and actually it makes a little bit of sense in that like you, you we know how moraine has been kind of doing her own thing not gone rogue but she's not necessarily showing up at the white tower checking in a lot and other sitter um sitters and sisters are wanting the omerlin to bring her back let's talk to moraine why what is she doing like she's been gone too long um and suan kind of also has that same uh, she's going to do what she wants to do. And she's the Omerlin seat, so she she will do what she wants. And she may have several uh, things going on. You know, I mean, she, we don't actually, at this point, know. She's working with these girls to root out the Black Aja. She herself is probably trying to do it, but has she recruited other members, you know? Right. Uh, is So that's interesting. Now, really important here for this entire book is this conversation where they're going over the scheme they think it's a trap. Nynaeve thinks it's a trap and literally says, I think we should spring the trap kind of thing. Uh, and that she plans on doing it. And the Armalyn says, so this has gone on long enough. If I can stay, if I stay this close to you, it may be noticed. Have you anything more to tell me or to ask? Make it quick, daughter. And Nynaeve says, what is Kalendor, mother? Yeah. What is Kalendor? And she <laughs> misses a step. She's like, what? What? I mean, like, right. hold on a second. 
And so this Good. time, the, yeah, the Armalyn forgot herself, half turning towards Nynaeve before jerking herself back. They cannot be allowed to have that. Her whisper was barely audible, as if it was meant for her own ears only. They cannot possibly take it. But she took a deep breath, and her soft words firmed enough to be uh, firmed enough to be clear to Nynaeve. If to no one but you know, two fate, you know, she, they're really trying to like make this a, a, like a, a whisper. She might even be doing something with the power too to make sure no one can hear her. She said, "No more than a dozen women in the tower know what Kalindor is, and perhaps as many outside. The high lords of Tyr know, but they never speak of it except when a lord of the land is told upon being raised. The sword that cannot be touched is a saw on Griol. Wow." She and then she says, "Only two more powerful were ever made, and thank the light." And I remember you sent me yeah. a, you sent me a, a text. I sent you a text right away. I was like, "Hold on a second. I thought Calendar was like the end all be all. I mean, it's I mean it's it's pretty obvious that it's like the sword that Rand is holding in on the cover of the book. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The cover of the book is like Rand, and he's and it's like so. I mean, if I had to take a guess, I'm going to say that's Calendor, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, it's pretty likely, I, I mean, without really spoiling anything here, that uh, Rand's probably going to get it at some point in this book. I mean, it's literally the cover of the book. I'm sure there's people being like, you guys are literally spoiling <laughs> things. It's <laughs> the Matt's cover of the book. This. He it's, doesn't know. I don't know. But, I mean, it's the cover of the book. I mean, come on. It's pretty obvious, right? So, uh, you know, I mean, so my question, man. What are those two things that are more powerful? Right. That's what I. That's what I want to know. But I knew that's yeah, what you I mean, wanted to know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I mean, we're that. That's way far down. I don't. You know, we'll we'll get there at some point. But yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, it's a. It's a pretty big deal. I mean, it's again. I'll say it again for the people that are like that are the negative iTunes reviews that are coming right now after we just. I said that Rand's going to get it. It's literally. I'm not confirming cover. one way or another. I it's mean. literally the cover of the book. It, it, it is interesting. They've all been dreaming about it. Um, right. Na, you know, Nynaeve and, and, and Egwene have kind of stumbled across this. It's in their dreams. It's, you know, Egwene's gone to the dream world and seen this. Um, all right. She's interested in it. Swan is talking about it. It's a huge freaking deal. She says, um, when Nynaeve says, you know, how can they take it? I thought only the Dragon Reborn could touch Kalendor. Now, so right there is, a, is another indicator, right? Only the Dragon Reborn can take it. Well... Um, the Omerlin gave her a sideways look sharp enough to carve uh, the roast on the spit. Uh, they could be after something else, she said after a minute. They stole a Tyrongreal here. The Stone of Tyr holds nearly as many Tyrongreal as the Tower. Now, this is interesting. The White Tower has all of these Tyrongreal, which, you know, are these devices that are, that are made with the power that you can tap into, that you can use, that amplify you. Um, or that allow you, you know, to, to do certain things. Uh, all of them are different. Some of their purposes are, are, are actually unknown. And we learn about the Stone of Tear, which is where Kalendor is. That's been discussed in dreams. People are describing this hall. They're talking about it. And they're saying, do we go to the Stone of Tear? The prophecies have all mentioned it, all this kind of stuff. Um, and so, yeah, you got a thought? What's, what, what, I see you over there. What, what's Well... What you're not going to be able to answer the question for me. That's so. fine. Ask it. I still like it. Well, now I'm just thinking, is the Heron Mark Blade Kalendor? Okay. I'm sure that's a question people ask at this point <laughs> in the thing. Because, uh-huh. again, it's the cover 
of the, of the book. book. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, that's cool. I mean, right? I, Be- I well because oh no, now I'm just thinking about it. Uh huh. Other first time readers are probably asking the same question. Every every time Rand's used his sword, right, and every time he has the sword, everyone's like, "Oh, it's a big deal, right?" There's something special about that sword beyond it just being a blade master's sword, right? Right? They're like, "A lot. It just looks like it. It belongs to him. Uh-huh. It looks like it. Whatever, you know." And so there's like the whole deal about his sword is it's not just a Heron Mark sword, right? There there seems to be something more to it. Yeah. And then they're like, and now you're like, well, they're searching for this sword calendar well right yeah has, has rand had it all along i mean well damn <laughs> i mean is, is he had it all is it the is it the thing uh-huh yeah no that's a great thought that's a that's a great thought that's that's what i'll say that's gets good stuff right. yeah it is i mean like he's becoming a blade master i mean all this stuff right. is is sort of like these hints and stuff that there has got to be some big deal with with rand being a right wielding a sword you know what i mean right it's, it's like, important. is it just a regular sword and then it becomes Kalendor because he's yeah. the dragon? And so, like, that's how it works. Or it's like, yeah, you know, I'm trying Dude. to think I'm trying to think I'm trying to think of another of another sword, like in another fandom where it's no, it's just a normal sword, but it can become mm-hmm. something else. I mean, like in Thundercats, right? Like they got the sword. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of like and it'll grow, but it's also just kind of. Like it's a magic sword through and through. Like it's not just well. I mean, you right. Know, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's like, oh, it's just a regular weapon until like this guy wields it and then it becomes something else. But I can't. Nothing comes to mind. Yeah, but no, that's a good thought. I mean, because it's something we always talk about, which is when you, you're, whenever you're trying to get someone into a series or get someone hyped, we, we talked about this. Like the setup to all of that is is a character finds a magical sword, a young character right. finds a magical sword, and off on an adventure we go we're all in for that that's that's great yeah now while you're looking i see you looking stuff up there i'm going to talk a little bit about the stone of tear um suan kind of tells us about the high lords of tear and uh let's see so yeah they have all these tear on griel why Nynaeve is saying you know i thought the high lords hated anything to do with the one power uh suan says oh they hate it child hate it and fear it when they find a um, a Taran girl who can channel, they bundle her onto a ship for Tarvalin before the day is done, uh, with hardly time to speak goodbyes to her family. So they're like, "Get this girl out of here. She can channel Gonzo. See ya." Um, let's see. Yet they hold one of the most powerful focuses of the power the world has ever seen inside their precious stone. It is my belief. That this is why they have collected so many Tirangrial, and indeed anything to do with the power, over the years. As if by doing so they can diminish the existence of the thing they cannot rid themselves of. The thing that remains, I'm sorry, the thing that reminds them of their own doom every time they enter the heart of the stone. Uh, their fortress that has, that has broken a hundred armies will fall as one of the signs the dragon is reborn. Not even the only sign, just one. So th- there's a pride. I mean, they and, and they are afraid of the power. Like it's not something that they themselves, you know, can't control. It's kind of like the white clips too. It's also like, okay, well, right. we don't have the power. We can't use it. Um, you guys have all this power, and how do we how, how do we counter that? How do we make sure you're not the only person influencing all the events and stuff? 
So the White Cloaks call them witches. I mean, the Lords of Tyr gather up uh, Tyr on Grial, and they store them, and they keep them away, and they, they have built this fortress where you cannot get in here and penetrate it. Um, and they make sure that like, they keep an eye on any of the Aes Sedai who might be coming in or out of their city. They are, you know, not very friendly uh, to those who can wield the one power. So, yeah, something to keep in mind, right? Because that's where we're headed. We're headed to, uh, everyone's talking about going to Tyr. Uh, I mentioned earlier in uh, Village Council, Moraine is talking about, do I go to Ilion or to Tyr? And they're next to each other. Just so you know, if you look on a map, they're side by side. Um, but it's also about the river path and, and, you know, what's the quickest way to get down there? Do I want to get there before Rand? Do I want to get there after Rand? All about timing with her. And we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, man, I mean, that's, you know, we got some, Kalendor is a big freaking deal. It's on the cover. We, it so, is, man. Know, it's on the cover. We got to talk what's going on. Rand is seeing it, um, you know, and, and how do you touch it? The, like the sword that cannot be touched, right? Like the, the fortress, the stone of Tyr, to get to the heart of that, no one's done it. I mean, it's not something, unless you're just welcomed in there, they're just going to say, hey, all right, this guy's saying he's the dragon. Come on in, buddy. I mean, no, like you have to, that's one of the signs is that, the, right. this, you know, the stone will fall. Um, I wonder so if it's going to be like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, right? It's like you go into this, you know, thing out in the middle of nowhere, and there's literally like a Knight Templar who's been there for like centuries, you know, just like here we uh -huh. go, you know, you know, yeah. you the leap of faith. I love it. I love those kinds of things. Yeah, that would be sick. That's what I. That's how I envision the end of this book. Is they're like, <laughs> uh, you know, like it's. Oh, that's, that's that is freaking great. Actually, yeah. that would be wild. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. how, that's that's how I envision. All right, hey, let, okay, let's let's move on. Let's move go back. Um, so we talked about uh, Matt at the uh, playing playing dice. Okay, yeah, yeah. So now we'll jump ahead. So we're talking chapter thirty one. So Matt, um, uh, so he just kind of finished gambling and stuff like that, and now he runs into our good buddy Tom Marilyn. Mm -hmm. Woo, Tom's in a dark place. Not a yeah. dark friend, but in a dark in a <laughs> dark place, man. I mean, you know, you just think about Tommy over these past, you know, couple, since we since we met him, right? I mean, before everything's good. I'm just traveling, gleaming. I run into these boys and this Aes Sedai. Now I got a, you know, I almost die. I got a my leg got injured. I met this girl who I really liked, and I was kind of willing to, you know, probably start a light with her. Now she's gone. Yeah, man. <sighs> Yeah, it's a lot bad for him, man. It's it. It is a lot. Um, it, I mean, I, I absolutely love Tom Marilyn. He's one of my, he's one of my favorite characters. And I just think about what he's gone through. Like you, you have Moraine who's always giving them advice along the way. Um, and then you see kind of a shift. Uh, you revere the Aes Sedai. She starts to kind of guide Nynaeve and Egwene. And then the boys are being kind of influenced quite a bit by by Tom, and who is telling them to to be beware of these Aes Sedai and to maybe not um, not trust him, stay out of this Aes Sedai business, guys. Like this is not something you want to get roped into. And, and you learn more about that right here, which is that he had a he had a nephew, um, who could channel the one power, right? Could channel mm -hmm. the one power and. And what's what's in what we can what we figure out from this? It's not. I mean, he doesn't directly talk about it, but he's in his cups. He's in his wine cups. He's drunk, and he's right. and he's you know he's he's really distraught. Um, and he says that he would. It's funny. He had two places. Like he picks. I mean, he talks about places he could go. Uh, so he has to leave Kyrian because presume he killed somebody there. He says that he right. killed somebody. We don't know who. 
everyone, the fandom believes perhaps there's been rumors. The only big assassination that we know coming out of there was um, King Galdrian, right? right? So, and perhaps he, you know, killed him. But he's here in his cups and he starts to kind of hint that the Red Aja may remember him from his nephew Owen and how he tried to interfere and save them and stuff. And so I think, too, when, when Tom sees in the eye of the world, he had that experience previously and he sees this other Aes Sedai, even though she's, well, we don't know at the time that she's Blue Aja, but um, he sees Moraine kind of interfering in these boys' lives and he's like, I don't think so. You know, or he's like, or I'm going to go along to make sure that that everything goes correctly Smoothly. here. Yeah, right. yeah. So, because at that point in time, no, he, you know, there was no clear indication that anyone could channel or it was just that these boys were, that the Dark One was interested. There's a, there, there's a you know, a Trolloc attack uh, on the two rivers. What does that mean? And, and so on. And so, but yeah, it's, it, I like him so much because he is the other kind of advisor uh, who's who's this kind of guide by the side? You know, look at Moraine mm-hmm. is that guide by the side for the the girls taking them to Tarvalin, and then she continues on with Rand uh, because of his abilities. And Tom is there as well, filling some of that and giving Rand advice. He's kind of blown away that he's still mixed in with these eyes to die. He thought he was he was he was out of that. That's back to the Great Hunt when he sees him in Kyrie, and he's sort of like, "What what are you doing? They're playing Deus to Mar, <laughs> the, the mm-hmm. like the great right. game." Rand, how right. are you getting? like into all this stuff lord out. rand lord excuse me excuse me <laughs> uh so it, let's it, get it right uh, okay. we got we got to we, yeah we got to um masima will make sure that i that i say that correctly uh but you know I, it's, it's why i like him so much and uh gosh and it, he also talks about the two women that he loved in this we start to learn more about his love life a little bit uh how upset he is with dana and dana's loss that's just you know that one actually hit. it's it's she's such a small like like only mentioned just a little bit but you see the effect that that had on Tom it shows you indirectly that he really really cares about that type of relationship mm-hmm. and, and 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 loved that girl and was going to train her and was going to travel the countryside with her and that was a dream it's sort of that I'm gonna retire and I've got this you know this girl who, yeah. who loves me she's beautiful and she's taken she's killed yeah gosh so it's um, hard man i mean yeah tom's and tom's leg too i mean you know his leg has been injured throughout this whole process too i mean that's that's something else to consider i mean before before all this before shouldn't have went to beltine man yeah (laughs) right yeah i mean that yeah he he gets kind of by being roped in here and i think this goes back to something um you you like to bring up a lot which is taviran you know Mm -hmm. taviran and the effects that they have on the pattern and on people um even though tom Marilyn is like away from everyone he's still being like the threads and everything it's still being you know pulled back into all of this how why why is that happening um like it's not like he's next to rand or matt anymore and that although right so he's left to his own devices rand does come into his life there in in kyrian and look what happened right then rand leaves okay and then tom of all the places Tom could go, he ends up in Tarvalin, and and another Taviran is there waiting for him. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just, mm-hmm. it's wild. So, also shout out to our Taviran, um, Sir Nicholas, Lady Stephanie, and Lady Heather, uh, yeah, our Taviran of the podcast. So, thank you yeah, guys so much. Let, yeah, let's let's yeah let's let's give them a shout out. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, throughout this, uh, so so while they're there, right? I mean, ultimately, what's going to end up happening is Matt's going to. Say Tom, you should just come with me. We'll go to mm-hmm. Camelin, right? We'll mm-hmm. 
we'll go to we'll, we'll go to we'll go to Camelin, um and you know you know he says you know Camelin would fit my mood like a glove right is you know is is, is what he's saying Tom finally ends up you know and ends ends up agree uh, agreeing uh to to go with him yeah he does he does and uh you know there's just there's so much stuff when you look at the match chapters and we can talk about some of this more later but like there's so much um like is it is it fate is it luck is it the toss of the dice what's going on how does like how do you control what he's doing um his severe and influence is that a part of it but yeah tom tom decides i mean the two places tom should not want to go are camelin and tarvalin there should right. be no freaking reason for tom to want to go to those places but yet he first goes to tarvalin and then he goes to Camelin. Are you kidding me? I mean, like, that is just... So that, that shows you... I think it's, it's, again, Robert Jordan using sort of the Taviran to show us, like, what they can do and how they can move pieces uh, or, you know, kind of help with the weaving, if you will. So, yeah. Now, uh, I guess quickly, we'll just kind of jump into some of the... Like, they, they do board um, a vessel, a boat, it's quicker... Uh, right. which which is great. And I love that Robert Jordan does that. Some of them travel on land, some travel on boat, and he really does use, like, if you're on a riverboat, you can get across this country pretty quick, and it helps kind of move pe- people around. It gets us to different territories and stuff. Yeah. Um, Matt, does, Matt does show them the paper, too, to get on. Yeah, I'm on I'm on oh, tower yeah. business. I'm on tower, 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 tower <laughs> business. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> which, oh, geez, yeah, wild, wild. Wild that he has that, and Tom's sort of like, "What? I mean, like, who right. is this? Guy? I got this, you know. Like, yeah, right. tower bit. Yeah, it's, the, like. <laughs> it's funny because this the whole like first two thirds of this book is basically don't forget that there's two other Taviran. All right, Perrin right. and Matt. Don't forget, yes. and it's like really focused around around them because, and, and then uh, then the other thread is obviously the girls and becoming accepted and moving on and hunting down the Black Aja. But um, so yeah, they're on this vessel, and Tom later explains it as these river brigands who show up and try to maybe take over the ship but that's more there's more to it than that because these guys were chasing this group this faction they were after matt in tarvalin and Mm -hmm. that was ironic to or that was interesting i guess just you know to, to tom because they i mean it's one of the safest places like on the continent i mean there's no there's no safer place you're not stealing pickpocketing stuff like that because of the influence and the guards and the security that are around Tarvalin, that kind of, you know, Tom was like, I don't get it. I mean, how, why, why this guy? Why, that just doesn't seem right. So, I mean, Matt kills one, doesn't he? I think he kills one in Tarvalin. Mm-hmm. Um, what does he do? He kills two more uh, on, yep. on the ship, and then he has that thought, yes, I've did. killed yes. three I've killed men. three men in one night. What? Light. Yeah, you know. Light. He's like, <laughs> he kills him with his staff. I mean, he's a... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the the staff business too is is interesting because it's like, hold on a second. Since when did Matt become like a quarter staff master? Oh, yeah, I know, right? It's not. Right. They haven't really explained it. I mean, he beats. I mean, Matt's a farmer. Who, you know, like okay, well, yeah, he's been in a couple scraps with you know Trollocs and stuff like that along the way, right? Um, but at, at, at what at what point did he get did he get to the point with his with his staff that he should be able to take down? First of all, Galad and and Gawain, and Gawain. I mean, these guys like train every day. I mean, you know, like they're like they're hardcore, and now he's just killing people left and right with his staff. I mean, how does how does that happen? Yeah, how does it happen? <laughs> I mean, we, yeah, I mean, well, I, we, 
we'll figure it out. I mean, we're gonna. Figure oh, I know it out. we will. I know we will. But I mean, it's, it's, just, gr- it's yeah. just some. It's just something I want to point out. Is like, yeah. well, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's supposed to just be a farmer, and now he's like, you know, like taking down, taking down guy like basically knights, right? You know, I mean, who, who train like every day, right? And, and you know what's interesting is that there are seeds. This is this is what I love about this series. So, yes, that is mysterious. There's something there. But there is a seed planted earlier in his life. Abel, his father, has a quarterstaff and competes a little bit. But it wasn't something Matt had ever really been into or mastered. But that seed was there in his life. That thread that's woven into the pattern was there. It was planted back, back, uh, you know, in his youth. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Rand and others. I mean, I mean, Perrin and his axe. I mean, it's like, yeah, like, like Perrin's is at least explained a little bit in the, in the idea. Cause like, you know, like with Perrin, we learn, you know, when he, when he, cause he talks about in the eye of the world, he talks about the ax that he has. Right. I kind of, you know, I took it. Right. But I, he's a blacksmith. And so it's like, okay, well, He's been around an axe. He's he's used it. He's you know familiar. You know, like at least familiar with it. I mean, being a blacksmith should should at least, it should at least make you comfortable around those weapons. This is how you'd hold it. This is how you know you'd swing it. Um, stuff like that. An axe also for people who are in like a farm town. I mean, that's something that you're also using. With there's a practical nature to it, right? And that you're going to be. You know, using it to chop wood, you know, and, and 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 stuff like that. I mean, you're you're familiar with it. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, a quarter staff's a little different. I mean, how often are you picking up a, a quarter staff? To you know, it's not like it's not like there's a really a practical application for it. I mean, it's not you know, it's mm-hmm. not. So, right. parents has explained at least to me. It's like, oh, okay, I get that. I can see that how that how that would go. Yeah. This this almost is sort of. Um, I mean, they. Yeah, it could be Robert Jordan going back and saying, I gave each of them kind of like a sword, an axe. What did I give to Matt? Let me go back and kind of like, oh, yeah, his father right. was, you know. So that may have been something that he developed along the way. But because um, I can't really remember in the eye of the world if there was some reference to that. But no, it's a good point. Yeah. But yeah, it's neat. They each kind of have their, their their device. And at least he's telling us that like this has been in his life. And so, right. you know. I mean, I'm not saying it's ridiculous. Right. I'm just saying like that it's the thing, you know. Clearly, there's something going on with him probably being Taviran that causes him to have this skill and ability that otherwise it is unlikely he would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost like and I guess when I think of those seeds and I think of like a sword being present in, in, in Rand's uh, life and even all of them using bow and arrow like the long right. bow, like it, when you think about if they hadn't have been Taviran. To, to and their life just w- would have went on. Though they're pretty good, they're pretty skilled in those things. But it amp- it's almost like it amplifies everything to an extreme in your life. You mm-hmm. know, if you're if you have an interest in this, or if you were going in this path, it's just like boom, it's going to amplify right. it, and it's like this magnet that's drawing other people towards right. whatever your your cause is or your your you know yeah yeah yeah. Well, like Rand's so. progression with his sword, I think is isn't I so I I think of the three, I think Matt's ability with the staff seems the most unusual compared to the other two because again Perrin you know he's a blacksmith he's around axes there's practical use for it Rand you know when he first kills that first Trollic it's kind of like oh it just kind of happened and then we really don't see him fight a lot with the sword until after he's begun training with Lan and so it's like well okay he's training he's also the dragon reborn so I mean you can give him props there too uh, you know and, right. and, 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 and Tavirin but it's not like he really fights somebody until 
later. I mean, he, he he fights another Blade Master at the end of the Great Hunt, and so it's like, okay, now we're two books in, but Matt has been sick, he's been injured, he's been mm-hmm. hurt, and then he seemingly picks up a quarterstaff out of nowhere and wrecks uh, two pretty seasoned guys, and now he's, like, killing guys, uh, right. you know, <laughs> seemingly left and right, and so it's like his his seems the most unusual of the of of the three that's yeah i i i I guess yeah i i agree with you and it's also you know is there a reason for that is it that does it show you maybe how quickly things can change just because you are taverin and the power as you say of being taverin like really there was nothing because the pattern or or whatever this is needed in the pattern Mm -hmm. you're this device and we're going to use you as we're going to you know make room in your mind for other memories. We need you for this thing. And boom, we're going to press this upon Matt because uh, the pattern demands it. It, it needs it. It's sort of like what Moraine talks about when she says that until Rand proclaims himself to be the dragon, other dragons will, other false dragons will right. keep coming forward mm-hmm. because the pattern is looking like it's almost like it's, it's trying right. to get this. But once the dragon comes forward, the others will st- will cease. Right. You know, yeah. cause now the pattern has what it needed. Boom. Now right. let's drive through on this. Um, yeah. so yeah, that, well, even the girls, interesting. even, even the girls too. Uh, and then we'll, then we'll move on from this. Um, you know, Egwene, right? So we see Egwene first use tap into the power a little bit when they're sitting around with Moraine and she, you know, she just makes the light flicker. Okay. Yeah. And then Nynaeve, um, well, they kind of explain, like, you've you've been using the power. It's kind of come to you naturally. You just didn't really know what it was, and now we're going to help. You already are pretty far along, um, and we can help you refine that and, and, and know how to use it. I mean, she's a wilder, right? And so yeah. just of all of the characters, you know, Matt, who has been kind of – basically sitting on the bench uh for like these first three books that's why to me it just seems the most intriguing and unique because it's like it feels like he's just as far along as everybody else but there's not really like some sort of like practical reasoning for it unlike rand who we know trained with trained with land so it's there's a logical kind of explanation for it even outside of him just being to like it's not okay. Well, here you're training with a warrior. I can see how Rand could take out, you know, another another blade master. Yeah. Whereas it just makes Matt seem so much further along to me that it's like, wow, the whole being a Tefiran thing means like they'll really push you as far as they need you to go. Yeah, no, I I I, I get you because I guess when you think back over the eye of the world and the Great Hunt, it is sort of like, yeah, what it. The dagger prepares Matt in a lot of different ways. Like it is something that happens to him, but and you're thinking, would the pattern force that upon him? Or you know, then we get into right. like choice versus pattern pushing stuff on you and in your life. Right. But um, like yeah, Matt has. <laughs> it's almost like it suppressed him a little bit from from showing off what he can do or what the pattern needs or is requiring of him. But at the I know uh, that in the, in the same way though, it was very important that he had the dagger experience it changes him the portal stone right. changes them everything that happens to them changes them and it moves them forward and, and it, it you know uh, alters their their life those experiences it does for all of us you know mm-hmm. but man oh god it gets trippy when you start talking about Taviran and and the influence that right they have on the pattern and that the pattern has on them and everything it's it's wild but no I, i'm glad you pointed that out because yeah it is sort of like abrupt it's one of those things nicole said i often it keeps saying she's just like when you think like 
he just I, I, I like Robert Jordan because he trusts One of our us. listeners, by the way. Yeah, just yeah, Nicole yeah, Sedai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not an actual yeah. Sedai. Yeah, well, right, yeah, I mean, I, know, she, yeah. I mean, I don't they don't list all right. of them, so I think she was there. Um but she she's kind of talking about how Robert Jordan does trust us, the reader, to just accept this and say, Yeah, right. okay, absolutely. You're telling us this so I'm consuming this and saying, Absolutely, and I love this. I wanted more for Matt. He has it. Uh he beat these guys. What is that about? There's mystery. Uh, there's a mystery box presented to us. Now we have to go. We want to figure out more about it and and uh, see where it takes us. So yeah, it's it's freaking great. Um, one more thing before we move on from the boat. So uh, the the attack happens. Obviously, um, they're able to kind of put that down. But the the members who are on the boat are talking about Ilion. They're talking about High Lord Salmon and uh, or I don't know how you say his name. I think it's I think that's how you say it. Uh, and what he is like the politics that are going on there thoughts and views on Aes Sedai and 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 there seems to be this growing you see it with more gays and you see it in Camelin that these leaders these uh high council members high lords queens kings seem to be leaning more away from the tower and seeing it's odd because there are false dragons appearing you know and the, mm-hmm. the Aes Sedai are sent to put them down but like you, like Morghese has sent away her advisor. Why? That's weird. That's odd to the tower that she would be without an Aes Sedai advisor. That hasn't happened in, in so long. Why? And then you hear about High Lord Salmon. You hear about what's happening in Tyr and their beliefs, like what they believe about the White Tower, the the White Tower and and the power and how they want to kind of avoid it. And then Ilion, same thing. Um, something's going on there with their politics. So what's happening in the world? Why is there a shift? sort of away from even though everyone was kind of already li- you know the white tower is mysterious and people are kind of like ah not really not really uh sure about it but yeah there's there's definitely seemed to be like a leaning away from the white tower starting to feel that yeah i don't know yeah yeah yeah. so all right um so that is just interesting um we do got to mention real quickly that rand yeah. right right yeah so so we yeah we so we shift so we shift points of view and um this next part's really kind of short, but interesting here. Rand is sitting next to a campfire. Now, in last time, we were with Egwene, and she was going through her trials. One of the things she saw was Rand sitting by a campfire. He thought he saw Egwene and was like, you know, you're, you know, the dark friend. You're, you know, it's a vision or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just, it's just kind of interesting that that is currently where he is. And I think I said I totally thought she was actually there, um, you know, whether it's he could physically like go up and touch her or it was just more of like a projection or, or something um and so that it is where we find where mm-hmm. we find rand yeah and so it, it you know it's interesting um and, and you had said that and i go okay that's coming up next like there is sort of a right we, we get some confirmation that yeah Egwene is showing she's showing up in Perrin's dreams she's showing up here with rand it did rand actually see um, Egwene, and what you the, the impression is is that before she gets there, it appears that Rand has actually seen uh, numerous of his friends, and maybe even invite like Rand seeing stuff. And go back to Els Grinwell, right? So we 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 can see clearly that Els was not actually there. That was not Els. That was Leandrin, or that was someone. That's Leandrin is the name that Nynaeve puts forward. Um, so who is that? Who is putting on someone else's face and showing up? Right? Rand seems to have these people who are in, who are coming to him and he's is it's like oh there's there, there's a Gwaine a Gwaine come sit by the fire next thing you know it a Gwaine's trying to kill him you know the shadow is sending these dark thoughts or sending individuals to 
to kill him that are wearing the faces of his friends. So when he sees Egwene and she shows up, he is pissed. I mean, he is he is telling her off. That was that was last or uh, you know that was last episode where we talked about that and what was going on, and she's kind of rushing around Teleron Riyadh and, and and trying to get out of there. Um, and now, yeah, we see him kind of uh, at this campfire, and it's just funny because you only get just a little tiny bit just a, of yeah, just a, just a little little tease. Yeah, and I, so something neat. He is playing Rose of the Morning right on his on his flute, um, and it's the tune that he had played at all of those weddings. So you get kind of uh, we see later on, uh, like Moraine, they're coming to the, the the village and seeing everyone has gotten married, and then couple chapters later we see rand thinking back on wow it's kind of weird everybody in that uh, village got married every single yeah. one of them you know like like anyone who wasn't married got married uh and he played at their wedding how crazy is that but then it's what weird. disturbs perrin is that was one of the you know better effects or the, or the or the good kind of you know um i don't know good after effects of the dragon reborn coming through your town and yeah, I'm just going to jump there real quick. So I started this episode off with uh, Moraine talking to Perrin about um, that the wheel weaves all lives into the pattern, all actions. Um, a pattern that is all one color is no pattern. And so for the, pa- for the pattern of an age, good and ill, good and evil, right, are sort of the warp. And I think you say it, uh, woof, woof, I think, which is sort of that mm-hmm. pattern. It's a, in a weaving as, as you're weaving, it's sort of the one thread, one thread is running up and down. One is curving in and out of the others and talking about that, you know, you have to have both and that it, you know, it's, a, it's of many colors and many different lives and both good and, and, you know, bad things and good things happen. People, people die, accidents happen, sickness comes, um, and Rand comes in there and whatever is happening, he is, it, it's like he amplifies it. I'm not sure that he right. is causing any of it, but he is amplifying it in such a way there might have been a wedding that was happening Rand stops in to see it next thing you know everybody's getting married he whatever he he encountered yeah so yeah that's interesting but yeah he's sitting there I love whenever you see the dragon reborn playing the flute I yeah you know well and 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 one of the one of the I guess one of the key things to to take away from this this uh the, the rant the little Rand section we have here is when he thinks about when he thinks about some of the some of the people and i'd say to me that the two the two big ones right he thinks about men right and least of all you know uh, least of them all would you know men hurt me right, right? she wouldn't hurt him uh, yeah she wouldn't hurt him and then he then he had a dreams about um Egwene and Nynaeve and elaine being captured and thinks he would uh, he would weep for elaine more than the other two mm-hmm. yeah which is right i mean elaine sort of newly introduced to him so why that thought I know, and it's like right? he barely even knows her. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, men, I totally... And that's... Men, and also, when I first read this, the reason I liked men so much is, honestly, everything that's happening like, right now. Like, what what you're seeing right. at the end of The Great Hunt and what's happening now. Men is in his life and is... like That's why that whole casting announcement... That's why it was such a big deal to people, because men is important. Very, very important um, to Rand and to this series. And it's like, I think he kind of, you know, yeah. Anyway, um, no, that's a really good point. Yeah, thinks about Elaine a little bit more than he than he would have thought or would have, you know, uh, been upset about Aquain and Nynaeve. Uh, so, all right, okay. Um, so uh, final two chapters here. So thirty three within the weaves where Perrin. Uh, so we jump back to Perrin, right? And he's with Moraine and Lan and Loyal. Um, 
and we run across this guy Gall, who as uh, you know, hey, as we always about. say, big deal, big deal, big right? deal. Uh, I, it's yeah, always say, that's always say. That's all I wanted to say because yeah. you know we you, encounter some Aiel. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, wow, okay. Um, when we first got that, you know, Rafe Judkins was kind of confirming that we're going to see an Aiel in season one, um, and people went to like, wait, where's the first kind of like named Aiel? And you get that one, you get that encounter in the great hunt where they come across an Aiel who is looking for someone. Now we have, you know, Gull who is here and who he's, he's looking for he who comes with the dawn. Perrin realizes that he's talking about Rand. Rand. He thinks he's looking for Rand. Um, and they've got him in a cage and this whole thing, I just think it's so interesting. It's, it's just, your mind is all over the place, right? Um, they've called the great hunt. Tom Marilyn in The Great Hunt is talking about, I think it's there, uh, or maybe, no, maybe, no, it's in, it's in Eye of the World, and he's talking, as they get to Whitebridge, he's talking about, like, guys, let's just keep going, let's just keep on the river, and let's just fly past this, let's go down, we, like, I can tell tales, we can juggle, we can play the flute, uh, you remember he encounters the merge all there, and that's where we lose Tom for a little bit, but before that, he's thinking about going down there, to the, the, the calling of the great hunt and to look at these new heroes. So now, like we had that planted, now we actually see that they've been sent out to hunt for the Horn of Valir. We already know we have it and the White Tower has it. Matt's blown it. But those hunters of the Horn are still looking for it. Looking and for it. Yeah, it's crazy. So we come across some of them in this village and they say that they took on like 20 Aiel. They took on two. Two. And they had they had multiple you know members and and uh, Gaul kind of says yeah we actually messed up like we made a mistake like we <laughs> they could not have taken us normally but there was only two and and Perrin and everyone's kind of like some some people are questioning their story some people see these hunters of the horn as these heroes who fought off Aiel that were that were nearby uh, and they've got one in a cage and kids are throwing rocks at this at this Aielman Perrin thinks that's not right um, has this urge to go out there and and intervene uh, if, if you will and but the whole time that he's in this village and in this town with these hunters of the horn there is a hunter among them who has dark hair um she's pretty she's staring at Perrin she just keeps staring at him and he doesn't know who this person is and he's, he's sort of you know wondering like like he's thinking back to men's men's viewings he's been struggling with men kind of along the way and wondering like who is this person um and at the very end of all of this he kind of sees a you know this woman with black hair after he has freed gall uh and fought the white cloaks who show up and they, they want to fight and um you know once you start something with the white cloaks that, that's going to spread pretty quickly so they were getting ready to you know sleep and rest here but after this they've got to they've got to hightail it out i mean lan moraine they're they're now on the run again they've got Perrin they're out um but they this this individual who's showing up here who is kind of mysterious and all I can really say right now because I mean Matt has not read beyond this chapter and this is our last chapter we're, we're, we're discussing today um all I can say is she's interesting right she's staring at Perrin yeah she yeah, she's, she's staring him down yeah it, well and part of men's viewing is that when he sees this um Aielman in a cage went like that was something that she viewed and saw and kind of told to him that that would be 
a turning point in Perrin's life. That would be one of those those moments where he would turn a certain way and it was just going to be a big significant moment for Perrin. So all we've and this is why I kind of stopped us right here, which is we've seen this. Where do we go from here? What is that big significance? Who is this person that's staring at him? And what does she want? What is she after? Like, is she going to turn him in? I mean, is she going to, you know, what what are your questions? I guess, I, I guess to as to who this person is in reference to to Perrin. Well, I mean, she's just kind of staring him down. So whether she, I don't know, she thinks he's interesting or she's, uh, you know, she's secretly a dark friend and she knows who he is or. That I don't know. Could that could be hey. a number? Could be it could be a number of things. Maybe she thinks he's cute. I don't know. I mean, we're not there yet. So right, exactly. So it's just predictions. You yeah, know, I mean, just, I'm sure. I'm just, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll find out who she is here. Here, you know, here here shortly. So yeah, and that's pretty much it, man. I mean, so unless there's uh, anything else, I mean, she's she's our our little kind of uh, last little mystery as we go into the next couple of chapters. But Perrin, I think, is doing the right thing. He he's he's always trying to do what is right. He's talking about dark friends. He's He's struggling with um, that wolf side. He's actually been able to keep them kind of out of his mind. Uh, he's, he's pushing that a little bit further away. And, you know, he's, he wants to do what is right. He wants to help Rand. He's, he's also fighting with, with Moraine a little bit as, as much as he can, but realizes he ends up doing exactly what Moraine wants him to do. Uh, so that's kind of funny. But, yeah, that's, that's really where we can leave Perrin, I guess, for now before I... Before I say something, um, it's going to give anything away. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Yeah, that you don't. That you don't want to do. So, yeah. All right, as um, well, well, then we'll we'll hit up some more of that in the uh, extended edition here. But do we have a pigeon for today? Uh, no, nothing today. So, um, we do have some some great comments though over on our Patreon series. Um, just in talking to now, there's spoiler, so I'm not I, I'm not going to go over these, Ooh, but well, there was some. Be careful. Yeah, no, there were there were some really good comments just about the portal stone conversation that we had. Um, Matt and I were raising questions about Matt's memories, and I talked about that a little bit. I hinted at, at uh, Lady Heather talking about that, which I thought was was interesting. Um, and and yeah, really really where Matt's arc is is going. So I I don't want to talk about that. But if you're interested in those conversations, I think you should definitely check out the discussion thread over on Patreon that is open for everybody. Anybody can hop in there and, and sort of discuss. Um, and like, if you, if you do want to leave a spoiler comment, just really mark it, label it. And, uh, yeah, make sure that it's, it's, it's well indicated, I guess. Yeah. Cause a lot of people in there are, are trying to, to avoid those spoilers. Okay. So. All right. Well, guys, uh, that is going to be it for us this week. Uh, you know, quick uh, social media plug here, just because uh, we do it every so often. Uh, we are pretty active over on our Twitter, which is at the Horn of Valir. As and I are both pretty active on our own. You can find me anywhere on the internet at Super Gains Bros. It's all one word, or as at Womp Rat underscore two. So with that, we want to thank you for answering the call. In our next episode, we will be discussing The Dragon Reborn, chapters 35 through 43. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a message at thehornofvalir at gmail.com. We will see you soon, and remember that the grave is no bar to our call. 
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.